Hello, welcome to Structure and Synecdote. This is your Bardolatrous host, Ty Foreman. This episode will be the last part in the tripartite series on the Situationist International. Last episode, I discussed the concept of the spectacle and the society of the spectacle. This episode will be focused upon the films which emerged as a product of the Situationist International, the filmmakers and their aesthetics. With no further ado, this is Structure and Synecdote. We begin with Guy Debord, a French Marxist theorist, philosopher, filmmaker, critic of work, and member of the Letterist International. Debord challenged the conventions of filmmaking, prompting his audience to interact with the medium instead of being passive receivers of information. Debord's first film, Allemands en Favor de Sade, was composed of a visual aesthetic of only black and white, accompanied by periods of dialogue and periods of silence. Debord's second film, Sur le passage de quelques personnages et travaux en essais called Unite de Trumps, combined scenes with his friends and scenes from mass media culture. In true situationist fashion, contrasting the nature of lived life free from the constraints of a quickly modernizing society with the imagery of the simulacrum or spectacle. Can we say that Debault's film was productive in any manner in terms of affecting some sort of impact in the society which the situationist so pointedly criticized? It can be noted that Arlemont's en favor was a decisive repose upon social expectations and which did serve to antagonize those which de Bolle would identify as promulgators of the vapid husk of a society which the situationists criticized. It can also, though, be noted that those individuals which were under attack and criticism by de Bolle and the Situationist International were also their compatriots. Case in point being the attempted sabotage of Charlie Chaplin's visit to Paris, a fellow filmmaker and creative falling prey to the fumes of confusion and fear at the rapidly changing form of social discourse. Did the situationists alienate themselves, or was their alienation a reflection of the alienation of the individual from society and from themselves, but where the vast majority of the society was willing to tolerate? Was the ideology of the Situationist International and filmmaking aesthetic of abrasive disregard for the audience beyond even itself in terms of communicating the message of the ills of consumerism. Our next filmmaker is René Vianet, 
a French sinologist, Vianat, over the years of 1969 to 1972, fell in love with the contemporary cinema of Hong Kong and older Chinese classics. From 1972 to 1974, he distributed more than 100 films to markets in Europe, the French West Indies and French-speaking Africa. Vianette's film Mao by Mao was a biographical TV-length film based on archival research and had a voiceover composed entirely of Mao Zedong's own words. It is interesting that this film is not a polemic as one would expect from a situationist revolutionary and that Mao Zedong's ideology over China would, relative to situationist ideology, be one incongruous with the ideals of the group. Mao's bent towards rapid modernization and socialization of China would, in a way, be a spectacle in the situationist sense, in that the hard work, toil, and labor of the people was in effect illusory. Their work culminating in the deaths of millions and the enrichment of the few. It would be the case that situationists would be vociferous in the idea of the freedoms of the individual in their aesthetic reproduction of the allowances of a society. But it can be observed that communist China was an inversion flipped inside out to situationist ideology. Someone who was anti-society and pro-individual, in effect a socialist, was at the helm of the levers of social effectivity, where I believe a situationist would be rather comfortable. But where the situationist ideology begins to crumble, take a look at Guy Debord's idea of aesthetics relative to social actors. Did he honestly believe that his film, Allemands en Favor de Sade, would be well received? Or was he intentionally taking cheap shots where he could upon a society which left him little means of action in terms of material assumptivity, even if those cheap shots were upon his own people? See the Charlie Chaplin fiasco. If given the actual means of affecting social order, would a situationist strive for a myopic vengeance in which the worst aspects of individuality in the context of context, where what is meant is that there is a dependence existent, it is the social contract by which the individual is bound to the society and vice versa? But can situationists truly claim to be revolutionaries? Are they simply middle-aged men having temper tantrums? 
it's telling that beyond pen and paper ideology, concepts such as the derive and the detournement fall entirely subject idealistically and in the reductionist sense in terms of those constituent elements which those concepts bear social coherence to the throes of power, of juvenility, of anxiety, which is exemplified by the film aesthetic of the situationist filmmakers. This concludes the series on the Situationist International. If you tuned in, thank you so much. This is Structure and Synecdote signing out.